0: Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Alright, I hope you guys are having a good week. Thank you for joining me. Please make sure to subscribe, hit the bell, like this video. This allows me to provide you more free content. All right, so this week we are going to do a quick video it's just about should i eat more higher fat higher protein all right so i always say when it comes to fat and protein especially protein that listen to your body eat to satiety but if you are feeling lethargic or tired after a meal you may not be digesting your proteins as well so proteins are the hardest macronutrient for your body to break down it takes a lot of energy in your body to break down proteins into amino acids. And that's why if you eat a high protein diet without any fat, that's why when you eat too lean of protein and not enough fat, your body has to then start using endogenous energy to break down into amino acids. And hence you may not feel well or satiated. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm all about bio-individuality. There's no real answer of everybody should be eating this type of fat, this type of protein. There's no like Ratios that are perfect for everyone or macronutrients that are perfect for everyone I always say go with how you feel and if you're eating a higher protein diet with lesser fat and then you feel tired Lethargic after they may that may not be the answer if you eat higher fat But then you all of a sudden have loose stools That may be an indication that your gallbladder needs support that you may need more bile and it's not working as efficiently and that's Why loose stools can be happening. I personally believe that You can really up the fat and you can handle it. Your body, your digestive system should handle it. I know a lot of people that come to the carnivorous way of eating or ketogenic way of eating say, I can't eat that much fat because when I go to X level of fat, my body can't handle it. I believe personally that you need digestive support. I believe that our bodies are strong enough and smart enough to be able to handle fat and it really just requires the gallbladder to release more bile to then break down the fats and so on and so forth. But when the process is not working properly, that's when we get the loose stools and we don't feel well. So when it comes to higher fat, if you want to experiment with digestive support, I would recommend that so that your body is working more efficiently and on days that you eat higher fat that you can actually manage it. And by now, you should know that I am all about gut health. And so, I mean, if your bile is not working properly and you're eating fat, it can actually exacerbate SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth so before it gets that way just get the initial supports get the digestive supports the stomach acid so that you can break down your foods your fats because again you do not want your small intestine to break down because that is where most of our nutrients are absorbed for our bodies to even properly function so in general if you are eating a carnivorous way or a carnivore diet a meat-based diet and when you eat your you know big steak and you don't feel well after or you have low energy it may be that you need a little bit more fat and less protein or it could be that you're just not breaking down the amino acids as well. As we just talked about, proteins have to be broken down into amino acids and sometimes that process just gets a little wonky. So let's talk a few examples. So many of us that eat meat based, we obviously get a ton of B vitamins from our meats. Uh, if you look up any nutritional fact, we know that meat has the most amount of B vitamins. but Interestingly, if many of you did a functional test like the organic acids test, and I'll link to that in the show notes, but if you took that test, which several of my clients have as well as me, my entire family, it can show B vitamin deficiencies. So why why or how can that be? If we are only consuming meats that have high vitamin B counts, how can we still show deficiencies? One example is B12. So in order for B12 to be absorbed, you need to have sufficient hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid is our stomach acid that we always talk about that needs to be at a certain pH and it has to have a sufficient amount in our bodies or in our stomachs to then break down our foods. So when we take PPIs or NSAIDs or a lot of types of the medicine, these lower the amount of hydrochloric acid in our stomach and then it can actually compromise The breakdown of B12 and then the absorption of it in the small intestine. So what does that mean? You can eat all the B12 in the world, all the B12 meats and foods, but if you do not have enough hydrochloric acid, your body will likely pee out most of the B12 because vitamin Bs are water soluble. So neurotransmitters also need B vitamins to be produced, supported, and all that good stuff. So if you are not breaking down your foods and then absorbing the B vitamins that also can be a reason why you may feel fatigue or have a little bit of brain fog and such because again you may not be producing and creating the neurotransmitters as well as you should. So what does this all mean? How can you support? How do you know? Well one for me when we really want to know definitively the best way is to take this functional test the organic acids test. It talks through 75 different markers. We, we look at all the nutrients in your body at a snapshot in time. It, talks, it looks through your mitochondria health, your neurotransmitters. It also looks through a lot of markers for bacterial growth as well as fungus. And markers that can show signs of candida, SIBO. I will link to it again in the note. But another way is you can just try consuming extra B vitamins as well as acetyl carnitine. But can we overdose on these supplements? Well, as they are mostly water soluble, if your body doesn't need it, it will pee it out. So you can kind of hedge your bets by taking a B complex vitamin. So I've actually heard some vegan doctors say Everyone is deficient in B12, even people that are carnivorous, and they may actually have a point in that because I don't, I can't say as a blanket statement it's true, but I have seen some functional tests from carnivore that are actually lower on the B12 as well as in the B6, and then some in even B1. So in terms of carnitine, carnitine helps us to break down amino acids to then convert it to energy. Sometimes a lot of diet pills, I believe they use carnitine as kind of like a weight loss. It breaks down energy, and it's also in the form that your brain Brain can use so it also give your brain energy as well as your body energy to help break down meats so that you can have more energy sometimes even though we eat a lot of meat we may need a little bit more support to break down the amino acids for energy in the beginning when we all of a sudden start consuming a lot more meat and another way you can test is also checking your glucose after your meal So a good measure of checking your energy and just how the meat is kind of being handled in your body is I would check your glucose right before you eat, see where your numbers are, and then I would check it an hour after you eat and then two hours after you eat. If your glucose spikes over like 20, 30 points, then you're maybe consuming a little bit too much protein in that one meal and you may want to increase the fat and lower the protein but these are just kind of like some hacks you could do but ultimately your goal isn't really how much protein should you eat but more what way can i eat so that i feel ultimately better so if you have enough energy after a meal then you wouldn't even have to be worrying about these things all right so the last curveball we'll all throw in is zinc okay so we need zinc to create hydrochloric acid and hydrochloric acid remember is our stomach acid and so the way that we can get zinc is a lot of it is from our meats but if we don't have enough hydrochloric acid then we can't break down the meats and then we can't produce the zinc so it's this like vicious cycle this is why it's so important that we need proper gut health and when i say gut health that also means that we need to have enough hydrochloric acid and this is why i believe that meat plus salt plus water doesn't heal everything yes meat is powerful it is the optimal food, the optimal diet. But sometimes, especially coming from a standard American diet, the way we've been living for such a long time that our gut may need support. And I don't know how just eating meat over and over and over will then repair the lack of zinc and the lack of hydrochloric acid. It may in a year or two, who knows, but why go through that pain? Why not provide the zinc in your body initially or the B-complex vitamins so that you can support your body and thrive on carnivore efficiently. So figure out what works for you. If you have low energy, if you feel kind of brain fog, these are the symptoms that you may wanna do a little bit of investigation, do a little bit of your own biohacking, measure your glucose, try a B-complex, you can try zinc, but these are things that you can try to see if your energy will get better. All right, so I'm sure someone's gonna ask, what is the amount of protein I should be eating a day? What is the ideal? You guys know by now that i don't like talking about things like that i do not like people under eating but what does under eating mean so i'll just give you kind of like a general rule of thumb i'm not saying that you need to eat this as a maximum but i definitely say don't eat under this minimum of in terms of protein so if you eat this amount and then you still feel kind of crappy i would maybe break your meals into one two or three meals a day See what works for you and see what allows you to eat enough protein because you need protein in your bodies for optimal health. The general rule of thumb is a minimum of 0.8 grams per pound of weight. So let's do the math on that. So as a 130 pound person, that would be 104 grams and then you would divide that by 7 to get the ounces which is basically 15 ounces so minimally that means that you should at least be consuming about 15 ounces which is just under a pound so again i'm not saying that that's the max you should hit that's actually the minimum i think requirement you should hit because again amino acids is everything it is the building blocks of our body so i know this goes against the grain of most carnivores i know most carnivores say just eat meat and water, and you'll be healed. But I personally think that, given our standard American diet, our gut health damages from so many things. I believe that a lot of carnivores can benefit from starting carnivore with digestive enzymes, with a little bit of hydrochloric acid, and some even with B complex. So your energy, your gut health will be working more optimally right out the gate. And then if you feel after a few months of going carnivore that you feel general fatigue still, I think looking into acetyl L-carnitine is something that can be beneficial. All right guys, I hope that gives you a lot more clues into the carnivore diet and why sometimes we stall, why we sometimes still have low energy, why the protein fat ratios may actually matter all right i hope that this has been helpful for you guys i hope that you guys realize that seriously nutrition is a lot more complex than we think and that really if you are not feeling well this is not sometimes this let's just muscle through this and then we are going to feel better after three months four months five months i think sometimes a little bit of support is maybe the answer all right i will talk to you guys soon please make sure to subscribe hit the bell and like my video this allows me to provide you more free content. You know the drill. Make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. All right, I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.